How did the Eagles win this game? Through perseverance and key plays at the end of the game, really, that's what it boiled down to. The Eagles capitalized on the opportunities that were presented to them, and that allowed the Eagles to come from behind and to defeat and sweep the Washington Commanders. Welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us. If you look at this Eagles battle against the Commanders strictly on paper, you can see where my opening question for this episode comes from. The Eagles did defeat the Washington Commanders on Sunday, 38-31. No overtime needed this time. But in almost every other place of the stat book, the Washington Commanders really were the better team. At least that's how it seemed. And this was especially true in the first half. The Commanders had 14 first downs in the first half to the Eagles' 11. They had 270 offensive yards to the Eagles' 182. 44 rushing yards to the Eagles' 6. 226 passing yards to the Eagles' 176. They were 1-for-1 in the red zone compared to the Eagles' 1-for-2. Zero turnovers compared to the Eagles' 1 fumble. Sam Howell was 24 for 26 in passing attempts compared to Jalen Hurts' 20 for 25. Hurts was sacked once compared to Howell's sack-free first half. Howell was going into this game as one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, and he was not sacked at all during the first half. The Commanders held on to the ball for almost three more minutes than the Eagles did in the first half. The Commanders entered halftime up 17-10. The only place that the Eagles were really slightly better than the Commanders was on third and fourth down, where the Eagles were 4-6 and six in the first half compared to Washington's 3-5 and five on third down, and they were 1-for-1 one one to no-for-1 on fourth down conversions. The Eagles were definitely not the better team in the first half. The Eagles did go down the field at the end of the first half to score a touchdown and get them within one score, but then the Washington Commanders went down and kicked a 61-yard field goal. The Eagles got the ball back to start the second half. They marched all the way down the field, got to the one-yard line. Then they ran the brotherly shove, normally an automatic play, except Jalen Hurts fumbled the snap. Following the game, Jalen Hurts was asked about that, Here's what he had to say. Wasn't able to get the snap. I didn't secure the ball well enough, and um, that's what happened. Now, again, statistically speaking, the commanders simply seemed to be the better team, especially, again, when you break it out by the entirety of the game. The commanders had 26 first downs to the Eagles' 21 throughout the entire game. They had 472 offensive yards to the Eagles' 374. 89 rushing yards compared to the Eagles' 59. 388 passing yards to the Eagles, 315. The Commanders had one turnover. The Eagles had two on the day. The Commanders were perfect in the red zone on the entire game, compared to the Eagles' three for five in the red zone, and the Eagles were one for three in goal-to-go situations. The Commanders again held the ball for almost three more minutes than the Eagles did throughout the entire game, 31 minutes to 28 minutes. Sam Howell sacked one time throughout the entire game. Jalen Hurts was sacked twice. The two finished pretty close in completion percentage. Hurts was actually a little bit better here. He was at about 76%, 29 for 38, compared to Sam Howell's 75%, 39 for 52. And yet, this Eagles team somehow pulled out the win. 
So for me, as I look at how did the Eagles win this game, I'm looking at a few things. Biggest thing that I'm looking at is the second half. After that first drive, which resulted in the fumble at the one-yard line, the Eagles had six drives. Four of them ended in touchdowns. One of them ended in a punt, and one of them was the last drive of the game. Compare that to the Commanders, who they had to punt on the drive following the fumble. They had two touchdowns over the course of their final six drives. Their sequence goes touchdown, interception, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, touchdown. The Eagles let the Commanders do a lot in the first half, but they really came out swinging in the second half. Additionally, we have to credit A.J. Brown's standout record-setting performance. A.J. Brown caught all eight passes that were thrown his way in the game against the Commanders, and he once again crossed the 125 receiving yard mark. He finished the game with 130 receiving yards and two touchdowns, including possibly the best catch you'll see all week, a incredible one-handed shallow end zone corner grab that allowed the Eagles to come within one score of the Commanders. A.J. Brown became the first player in NFL history to cross the 125 receiving yards mark in six consecutive games. And that is huge. And that is a real feather in A.J. Brown's cap. Although he right now is focused on the next game and hasn't really had a chance to really digest this element. Uh, not at all. Not yet. You know, because I'm still working. You know, I think it'll be a time where I, I sit down and I'll be like, I go, go, go AJ. But it, it's not it right now. Elsewhere in the receiving game, Devontae Smith was critical. He caught all seven of his passes thrown his way for 99 receiving yards and a touchdown. And Julio Jones had his first touchdown pass as an Eagle on the day. So the passing game, really critical for the Eagles as they were facing off against a commander's team that seemed to be able to just shut down the Eagles' run offense. The second thing that jumps out to me, key plays by the defense as the game was getting down to the wire. Reed Blankenship's interception of Sam Howell was a game-changer. It led to an Eagles touchdown that gave them the lead that they would just, very simply put, never relinquish. Meanwhile, the commander's followed up the interception with two turnover on down drives. Hassan Reddick delivered a huge strip sack on Sam Howell on 4th and 5 on the commander's penultimate drive. This was deep in Washington territory. This led to a DeAndre Swift touchdown that put the Eagles up by two scores, gave them their largest lead of the game. It wound up being the difference maker. The Eagles were only leading for about seven and a quarter minutes of the game, but they were the most critical because they included when the clock struck zero. The third thing that jumps out to me, the commanders seemed to be a little bit less disciplined penalty-wise. That was an area where the commanders were really, really, really lacking compared to the Eagles. The Eagles had three penalties on the day that cost them about 14 yards. The commanders had seven penalties, and that cost them 79 yards, and the disparity there is enough. That's a basically an entire other drive that they could have had. The fourth thing, really, perseverance. The Eagles were down by 11 points, but they kept fighting to stay in the game, waited for their opportunity, and when that opportunity presented itself, they took the lead. Now, obviously, there were flaws. The fumbles were bad. 
One of them, Jalen Hurts, again, he addressed it as a bad snap, bad handling of the snap. But the other fumble was by Kenny Gainwell, and it was in similar territory. It was deep inside the five-yard line, and Kenny Gainwell lost control of the football, and the commanders took over. The other thing, as much as the DeAndre Swift touchdown really put us up by two scores, gave us our largest lead of the day, I wasn't a big fan of the decision to run it into the end zone there. Yes, it's always good to score points, but it was unnecessary. The commanders were out of timeout. All that was needed was a first down to end the game. Instead, the commanders got the ball back with a minute and 50 seconds left in the game, and they marched down the field in 49 seconds. And if Devontae Smith doesn't fall on the ball on the onside kick that ensued, and the commanders score another touchdown, we're having a very different conversation right now, most likely. Nick Sirianni, during his post-game press conference, assured reporters that he will not let overcoming adversity to snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat get in the way of addressing these kinds of fumbles and other mistakes and other issues that are going on. You don't ever have to worry about that with us. We're going to be correct. Like, you... We're not built that way. We ain't built that way. Um, we're built the, by we're, every mistake that we make, we correct. Every time we do something uh, right, we praise. And that's accountability. Accountability is not only that you correct things that are wrong, but high praise when they're right. And, they, and again, that builds belief, right? And so um, we'll look at the fundamental cause of why the, fund, the fumble happened, um, and we'll correct it, and we'll, and we'll try to do our job to put them in positions to reenact that fumble. Um, so we're trying not to, to make that, that play, uh, that, that something like that happen again. Um, and so, yeah, that doesn't even – if you said that to our players, you say that to one of our coaches, that doesn't register with us because we just don't – we aren't built that way. Like um, some of the best times for growth, too, are just after adverse moments, right? win or loss, um, and we'll take time to get better from that. Accountability is one of Coach Sirianni's core values. It is something that I fully expect that the Eagles are going to take to heart over the course of this week as they prepare for the next game. For now, the Eagles are 7-1, and one, and we launch right into Dallas week. It's the start of the gauntlet run that includes Buffalo, Kansas City, and San Francisco, three playoff contending teams. The Eagles face off against the Cowboys on Sunday at 425, and until then, they are atop the NFC, and they hold the best record in the National Football League. With the trade deadline on Tuesday at 4 p.m., Eagles general manager Howie Roseman could take advantage of this last opportunity to upgrade the Eagles team. We'll see how things pan out there. But let me know what you think in the comments below. What are your thoughts about this game? What got you excited about it? What was not all that exciting? What has you concerned? What do you think Howie's going to do over the course of the next couple of days? Let me know. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Bird's Nest Podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media right here on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon either in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles.